Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. What a privilege it is for us to be together, to uh, share in studying God's word together. Um, it's going to be another exciting night as we dive into the word of God. We continue, we are continuing in our study on the Sermon uh, on the Mount, the Sermon of the, on the Mount is taken from Matthew chapter five through seven. Um, and we have been, this is probably the fourth week or so into our study. And we've been having some healthy discussions. As a matter of fact, on last week when we ended, it was stated, you know, it was just getting good or something to that effect when we had to uh, um, turn off. So one of the things I appreciate about that is that uh, we are being engaged and involved in wrestling um, through the scripture. Um, sometimes we, we uh, read the scripture and we just make, either make light of it or don't really try to apply it. So I appreciate um, the wrestling and thinking through, you know, what does this really mean for me to live my life as salt, light, that city on the hill, bringing glory to the Father, and what are the things that I need to do in my own life uh, to really reflect his glory? So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another time to study your word. Um, your word we hide in our heart that we may not sin against you. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for your word that is a sword. Um, and it cuts to the very heart uh, of what you would have for us, as well as to make sure that we can stand boldly um, against the onslaught of any enemy. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Um, establish your word in us that we can walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, Matthew chapter 5, um, <clears throat> we read last week, starting at verse 33 and went through verse 42. Uh, we talked about oaths. Um, in the first part, and then the second, we went down to eye for and eye for eye. And that's kind of where we stopped and we were having a healthy discussion about what is the implications of that. And before we go on to the next part, which is verse 43, and I'll, I'll read that in a moment, um, but maybe we need to look back again at this eye for an eye thing, because he um, in the scripture that we read and we talked about, uh, we mentioned that part of it is, uh, what's that good word, um, Deacon Brown, hyperbole? And what does that really mean for us to apply the word? As, is this talking about the ideal? Is this an example? And what does that really mean for us when it says, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, Turn to them the other cheek also. Do not Amen. resist an evil person. So there's a whole lot to unpack in there. So before we moved on from that particular one, I want us to readdress that by looking at um, scenario that, well, what happens if, um, you know, someone is kind of walking over me as if I'm a doormat? You know, what do, what should I do? Is that, how do I apply this scripture in that sense, because I want to do what God says for me to do, and that is to turn the other cheek. Um, but do I just stand there and take it? Or what is my responsibility? What can I do as a believer uh, wanting to live as children of the kingdom of God? So what? let's just start with there. And I'm not going to necessarily provide the answers because we have to walk through this. So let's just think through that again before we move on. Um, what in that scenario, if somebody's being abusive, um, do we just stand there? What, what can we do? Because, you know, when we talked about um, if your right eye offends you, gouge it out. If your, uh, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. And so is and we talked about, again, that being hyperbole, just an extreme. Is this that same thing? Well, how do we approach it? I got to get back on the good foot here. 
Mm-hmm. I, um, you can't hear me. Okay. You want to say something? Yeah. <laughs> song. Song. Pastor, um, I know that's a lot difficult for a lot of people to do that. But as far as I'm speaking for Butch, I would considerably try to talk to the person and calm the situation down. If that situation didn't calm down by just conversing with that person in a low, low tone of voice, I would walk away. The Bible tells me if a person does not accept me for what I'm worth, I would shake the dust off of my feet and depart. And I think that will be the best situation in the situation where there is, is somewhat of a, little bit, a bit of violence. Okay. Um, and I don't want to soften the blow by um, saying somewhat of a bit of violence. So we need to be able to be able to say that abuse, violence is real and it happens. Amen. And so uh, I just want to applaud you for one using one um, one approach is to try to do some mediation, talk it through stepping out of the situation. What else can we do? I want to turn the other cheek. There's this, and remember that word that was in there. This is an evil person. And this, Jesus says, do not resist an evil person. So again, what do we do? Go ahead. <laughs> no, you want to say something. Uh-uh. <laughs> So it sounds like we will just do whatever feels right at the moment. Um, I, you know, it's this is hard. Uh, turning the other cheek and not to resist the other person. Um, and one approach was to walk away. Uh, we do have other. Uh, it, well, let me just put it this way. I know that there are maybe some folks who are, are trained in the martial arts. So do you call on your martial arts experience to defend yourself? Um, this is a state where a lot of folks, can I just say it out loud, carry something on their person <laughs> to defend themselves. So do we, when do, so all of this is real folks. Um, and so this is, I just wanna at least wrestle through this because this is how do we apply the word of God, because this is, in one sense, talking about a person that uh, is powerless, um, but as many folks are, have resources available. So how do you utilize that to, you know, walk in the word of God, yet honor what he's telling us in terms of how we treat another person when we are being victimized? Pastor, I want to say one other thing. That I didn't Go know. One more thing. Uh, I I didn't I did not include being in the situation that I am in in a wheelchair and unable to really actually physically uh, use the defense uh, tactics that I've been taught. I have a taser, and mm. if the person gets out of order, and I can, I got okay. a good zapper. <laughs> I think that God will allow me to use that <laughs> to protect my life or someone else's life that was, was with me. Okay. Wow. That's real. And so uh, when we talk about turning the other cheek, you know, we do have resources to defend ourselves. And I, I believe, and I'll just now let's talk about what I believe. I believe that you know, we do have the right to defend ourselves. We do have the right to remove ourselves out of the situation. Um, but one of the things I'm sure that I believe the Lord is talking about is what's, again, in the heart and the attitude is that we're not going to seek after vengeance to do harm to the other person as much as lies within us. And I think that's main thing that he's talking about is that attitude of the heart that we don't want to get to the point of blow for blow and all that because that we're going to trust the lord to do that but that does not mean that we do not 
have the opportunity to defend ourselves. I won't, I won't address the issue of whether we, because uh, I'm not a card carrying person of the uh, NRA or nor am I, <laughs> my auntie. So we have to wrestle through the, all those as believers and what does that mean for us? So any other comments before we move forward? I didn't want to just gloss over it. Um, I, I wanted us to be able to think through how do we how do we think as children of God, given the resources we have, when, um, and how do we respond in a way that still glorifies Him? We should pray for that person. Uh, right. Hold that. Hold that thought, because that's the next passage. Well, I'll just go ahead and read it then. Uh, <laughs> um, Verse 43 through 48, um, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbors and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Uh, I want to go back and repeat something that I've, I've mentioned a, a couple of times already, and that is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, is a, an important reference point because Jesus is talking to uh, his disciples and those that were following, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, you will not enter in. So, He's raising the bar. So this is why, again, in this section, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbors and hate your enemy. So let's, let's look at a couple of things. And one of the passages we read already last week, but I'll read it again. Um, it said uh, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. It says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord. And so this is where Jesus is um, getting this reference from. Um, but what is missing in that reference in Leviticus? But love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, right? That's what he's quoting, but the passage of scripture here is mainly talking about love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and I believe that part is added in there. Uh, the passage in Le Leviticus doesn't specifically say hate your enemy, but it was really quoting, um, as he said, you have heard it stated. So it was a prevailing thought that not only were you to, um, uh, love your neighbor, but also hate your, your enemy. And actually, that's not too far off because it, it's kind of like a, a composite idea of what God had for them from the very beginning. Um, and I'll give you an example of that. Psalm 139, verse 21. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord? and abhor those who are in rebellion against you. So that's one mindset, uh, although it's from a Psalm and it's poetical, but yet that's a feeling or a sentiment that's being expressed. You remember when uh, the children of Israel were told to go into the land of Canaan, uh, what were they to do? Were they to come into negotiation? Let's kind of, let's all get along. Um, you know, let's see how we can work things out. Is that, was that to be their approach? Um, and I see some heads nodding. So I'll just take that as um, knowing that, no, they were to go in there. And as I like to use. <laughs> they were bad. 
Yeah, I would like to use the uh, expression they had. They were going in scorched earth policy, take everything out. And and there's a whole lot more to that. Uh, One of those expression was because of the sin of the Malachites, they needed so they were used as an arm of judgment of the Lord. And that gets a little bit deeper. So I wanted to just capture the sentiment that why, you know, they may have been um, have that mindset because that was how the Lord uh, called them to execute judge, judgment. But here's something, Jesus turns everything upside down again. So that's what you heard. But this is what I say. What does he say? But I say, or I tell you to do what? One, love. Praise Pray for those love, love your, your enemies. Enemies. Mm-hmm. He goes right at that. So love your enemies. Love your enemies. Let let me let me back up because I kind of skipped over something. We went. Uh, we didn't. We didn't read this. I, yeah, this is in Luke's uh, gospel. The story of the Samaritan. Um, you know that whole story. You know who is my neighbor? And that was, again, addressing uh, a thought of, okay, I can be very selective and choosy who my neighbor is. And the Samaritan was an example of having a broader approach and who was the neighbor. And the Samaritan was the one who was called the neighbor because he was able to go beyond um, his cultural beliefs, identity to help someone in need. And so that's Luke's gospel. Similar here, but I tell you to do what? Love, Love your enemies. Your enemies. Mm-hmm. Turn the other cheek. If they sue you, give them your coat also. If um, you know they ask you to go one mile, go the extra mile. Not only that, as if you know, like a commercial, but wait, there's more. You you are operating in the mindset of it's okay to hate your enemy, but I'm I'm changing things around. Love your enemy. Yeah. And then we'll get to the, the next part of pray for them, but let's just stop there at love your enemy. A, what does that look like? B, what's the goal? What's what's the purpose in loving the enemy? And I'll just I'll just stop with those two questions. What's the what's the what does it look like? And what's the goal? What's the purpose? Why is that important? You you may end up liking them. <laughs> 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 they 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 may end up being your pastor or your uh, your your fellow uh, de- on the deacon board with you. Um, who knows? Okay, <laughs> I wasn't ready for I wasn't ready for that answer. You may end up liking. Them. Okay, it's like oh, that may end up being your your spouse one day. Okay, let's let's just stop let's stop right there. Okay, all right. And also, it could be that you could win them over. Uh huh. Okay. Elaborate that on win them over to yeah for for Christ. Okay. That they 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 become uh, a part of this new movement. At the time, it was a new movement, but even mm-hmm. now, that is it's um, revealing who Christ is through the love that we show for those who dislike us, those who are our enemies. Yeah, I, I, and that's what I would use, the stronger word. Jesus is not mincing word. It's not that they, you know, they have an attitude against. There are enemies. Yeah. Um, and uh, winning them over is the goal. Remember, one of the, um, we are or people, or Jesus followers, people of the kingdom of God. We are to be salt. Light, city set on a hill, that they may see our good works and give glory to our Father in heaven. So when we act in this way, 
um, by doing things that is unexpected of us. That person mistreated you and you turn the other cheek, that has an, that has an impact. Now, this is your enemy. And think of it in their terms. Uh, their enemy was, of course, perhaps the Roman uh, forces that were occupying their land or it could have been uh, someone else who they had odds against. But that was very real. Love your enemies. Um, I was also, I was going to add it when we work to love our enemy, it does a work on us too, because it helps us to see that God's love is truly extended to everyone. God's Amen. love and mercy. So it forces me to see that God's love is extended to those enemies. Amen. Amen. And you, you kind of captured something we were going to talk about in just a moment, but I'll mention it here when the Lord says later on, for doesn't it, the Lord cause it to rain on the just and the unjust. And, and that basically in this context is the Lord treats everybody the same. That's who our God is. And so as people of the kingdom of God, treat everybody the same. You call them your enemies, but God is saying, love your enemies. Um, so let's go next step. Love. What did God do? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he okay. that he gave. He was only begotten son. So there's a God initiated the action, right? So love initiates, love seeks out, love tries to find the way, love tries to bring about re a resolution, reconciliation. So love's goal is how can I, again, I, I thank you, Sister Debbie, how, uh, how can the, the God's love in me uh, bring me to the place that the work of God is in me so that I can show who God is and take the initiative to reach out and cross some lines? What are the lines that we may have to cross. It's maybe it's racial, maybe it's cultural, uh, mm -hmm. maybe it's whatever things that are in us that we consider that that person or group is an enemy. Now love says, I can't sit back and do nothing. So I'm taking on the attitude of the Lord. I'm going to initiate. John chapter 1, 12 says, uh, he came to his own and his own received him not. So in spite of rejection, what did Jesus do? still do? He came and went. So part of love's call of loving even the enemies is to take the initiative. What else? And I'll give you a hint. It's a passage found, it's written by Paul. That's the first hint. Second hit is in the book <laughs> of Corinthians. First Corinthians. Pastor Keith, this is um, Charlene. I don't Go know. Ahead. The, I don't know the hints, but um, I think that loving your enemy also requires grace. Okay. The grace that God extends to us is um, when we return that grace to others, that is also a form of showing love. Okay. Forgiving, love, uh -huh. forgiveness, all of that kind of goes together. Uh -huh. So because God has been gracious to us, we respond in kind. That's an aspect of love is that we are going to reach out and, and grace as well. Because God has been merciful to us when we were enemies of the Lord, we are going to be merciful to others. Pastor Keith, Hence, go ahead. I was going to say, when you were reading from Luke and it's, uh, it says, Love your enemies, I think this is on chapter six, and it goes, um, it's uh, talking about the same that we're talking about in. Uh, Matthew, but then it also says them, 
do to others as you would have them do to you. Thank so you. If we want to, you know, people to show love or the people to, we have to show love. I mean, yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And again, it's an action due right. to due. others. So it calls for initiative. Love your enemy. And go ahead. Now, that's what I was going to say. Okay. I would just like to add, too, uh, on top of what everybody else is saying so well, um, I think your, your hint might be headed for love is patient. Love is uh, okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, in first first ring 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 ding, 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 you win the first prize. From 13. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Charlie. I hear you. Uh, but at the same time, I was thinking uh, before I, I went off on that little tangent, when when God says, uh, well, when, when we're told to love all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and our neighbors as ourselves, he doesn't distinguish the neighbors. Unfortunately, that includes enemies and friends, family, non-relations. And I remember... Um, I think I, I hope I made an impact on, on a couple of kids I was teaching in high school, said to them, I still love you, but I don't like what you did. I said, I love you because I'm going to heaven, but I don't <laughs> like That's correct. what you did. And mm -hmm. did that. Yeah. Love your enemies. It, um, I want to go back to something that was said earlier about the work that's going on in us. And because it takes initiative, God is doing something in us, dealing with those feelings, dealing with hostility, dealing with anger, dealing with hurt, dealing with cultural differences to say, Lord, I'm, I have to admit that I don't really like that other person. I don't, I've been born and I have prejudices. Yes, I have prejudices because either what I've been taught, what I've been told, what I've seen, uh, we are primarily, uh, uh, our church is comprised primarily of African-Americans. And so sometimes there are things within us that we may say the a person that's a Caucasian is an enemy. Or person of a, it may not be a race thing. It may be class. Did I say that? I'll say it again. Yeah. It may be class. That there's some things in us that need to be weeded out and worked through. And what does that? Sister Charlene said it. It's the love. It's the grace. And I added the mercy of the Lord. To, to be true to our, who we are and our own shortcomings and love is able to reach out beyond that. Love your enemies. Pastor Darling. Go ahead. There are times when you really don't know a person and you might consider them to be your enemy. Okay. Take time and show love to them and get the fellowship with them and, and get to know that person. And you may find out they're not your enemy at all. Amen. Amen. So winning them, winning them over uh, in love. There's a verse, uh, Galatians chapter five. Um, I didn't write it down, but basically the summary is the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself in love. And I'll say that again, uh, Galatians five, six. The only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. So if you really want to know what matters, love matters. And that makes a difference. That motivates us to make a difference or an impact uh, on others. So that's the first part. Love your enemies. Now, I want to know, I want you to just kind of mentally or maybe if you have a pad, you can write down the prayer that you are making for your enemy. Oh, uh, let's see. Aha. Uh -huh. I see. I have one. Go ahead. 
I I grew up on the uh, King James Version, and as okay. I became a Christian, that was the first uh, translation that I used. And in in the same uh, context, the uh, chapter six verse uh, uh, um, uh, forty four it says, "But I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good for the, to them that hate you." And, um, and I find out that I, I had somebody that we just didn't do, do well at all together. But I just started to say, every time I see the person, I would say, bless you, Lord, bless such okay. and such a person. Okay. And so that was how I, I couldn't say it, but I could think it in my mind. And eventually, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was what I needed to do to get over the, the, the animosity that we had between us. Okay, let me pause there. Thank you so much. So the power of God's word allows us to speak things, although we may not be feeling it, the word of God helps us in our, the Holy Spirit and the word of God helps us in our weakness to speak his word, even though we may not be there yet, because the word of God is way out in front of us. It's already accomplishing its work. Now we just have to catch up Mm -hmm. to it. So thank you for for being able Mm -hmm. to say that, how the powerful the word is that you can, you can Say so this is what your word says, and I may not be there yet, but I'm gonna speak it anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, have for me, okay? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's so important, uh, Pastor, because people get hung up sometimes on because they're not there yet, they that they, they won't even use the word. Mm-hmm. But the, but the but the word is true. The word is living. The word is real, and we use the word even when our our minds are dispositions are not aligned with that word in this relationship that God works through um, what he, because God knows our desires, knows our heart. Yes. And so God works through that when we allow the word to work in us and through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's why I wanted to capture that because that is so true is that you know if if we believe and i would even add since we believe that god's word is powerful and active and sharper than any two-edged sword cutting um and so we believe that and again we just sometimes we just have to catch up to it at some point we're growing in faith so we speak it and believe god and it may start off as a seed but it's going to blossom in our lives in ways that we don't even imagine so uh that was Mm -hmm. good Anything else? You're praying for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. They're doing something bad to you. Pray for them. And I was just wondering what that prayer sounded like, and I already heard one. I think if if we're being, well, if I'm being honest, initially the the prayer might be, Lord, get them, or Lord, fix them. Or, or Lord, make them do right. Um, years ago, C.C. Winan had a song that said, why don't you ask the Lord to help you not to act that way? Um, <laughs> but again, it's the power of the word working in us, which I believe why this, this love your enemies is so important because the work is being done in us as well as God moving on the other person. God is gonna be the one to give the increase to the other person but while I'm praying a blessing over that one that is my enemy, God is doing that work in me, maturing us and growing us up. So I, more, the more and more we mm-hmm. talk about this, I, I'm really seeing how the work is being done in us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Pray you know, for the- I think that. Go ahead. I think that was so important what Sister Debbie said, because sometimes uh, not only is God watching us, but others are watching us and see Mm -hmm. how we respond to people that they know that that person or those people are not treating you fairly or doing, you know, uh, evil against you. But because you even when you're saying, "Okay, Lord, I'm not there yet, but uh, I'm, I want you to stick them, but I'm not going to say that out loud. I'm going <laughs> to just kind of keep that one to myself and you handle this. But sometimes it, it is just important or God has you in that situation so that others can see him in you and how you 
respond. And sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't have to be perfect in your response, but other people see that you are trying to do the mm -hmm. right thing. And then, like she said, you're growing yourself yes. as he's dealing with those other folks. So it's, it's a two-way street sometimes. You benefit. Uh, if God allows you to go through it, he is going to reward you for it. Amen. Can I can I just can I just pause on that reward word? Um, there are sometimes when uh, we use that word reward and we are thinking of instant gratification, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's not always instant gratification. Uh, as we've kind of been talking around, sometimes the work is happening in us and part of that work uh, reward is spiritual growth and maturation process that's part of the re reward right. part of the reward right. is not personal is not personal at all uh, and I think uh, sister Ola you mentioned it that we are having an impact on somebody else's spiritual growth because they're looking and saying you know I would have handled that differently and so you know I want to see I want to be at that place where I can be able to handle things in a better way to glorify the Father. So um, that's that's good. Pray for those who persecute you. And, and this is not a fair example, but I'm going to use it anyway. Father, forgive them, for they know they not, know what, not they what they do. And the reason why I said it's not fair, because that's that's a tall order and we can get very uh, guilt ridden. So, oh, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I am not Jesus. But at the same time, we, our focus is on Jesus. And that's that's the challenge. So. What. Pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven. In other words, I think we kind of captured that, that we can reflect who he is. You know what? You're acting just like your father would act. You're doing exactly what your father would do. You're doing exactly what Jesus would do. You know that statement, what would Jesus do? This is what he would do. Um, this is who he is in that situation. And that's uh, want to be able to respect that. And I already covered, for he causes it to rain on the just and the unjust, meaning he treats everybody equally. God is a blesser of everybody. And we want to have that kind of mindset. And I think it was Deacon Plummer that read the other passage, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Anything else before we move forward? Because this last one, it continues the challenge. And here's how Jesus closes it out. B, I'm not, there's several different translations, but one I'm going to read from, it says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Be perfect. Wow. <laughs> so when we walk in love, when I, we turn everything around so that we're not acting out of self, when we're reflecting that we are children of the Father, and very difficult situation, he ends with be perfect. Uh, well, let's unpack that word for a moment. What does that mean? Because sometimes we look at that word as flawless. Are, is any, do not answer this question but I'll ask it anyway. Is anybody on this call flawless? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I, would, I would hope that the resounding answer would be 
No, I am no. not f- <laughs> flawless. Um, so yeah. if, if somebody thinks they are, uh, we have, just have to do a little bit more praying. But be, <laughs> be perfect. So that, that word uh, in the Greek is, it's talking about, it couldn't be translated, be complete. complete. Be complete, complete. be full, be whole. And so part of that, mature. The, mm-hmm. thank you. Mature. So we are um, being perfected. We are maturing. We are growing. Um, and so we don't have to pretend like we got it. Sorry. We don't have to pretend like we have it all together. And Hello. I wanted to say, go ahead. Oh, had that same problem. I wanted to say that, part, but I can't find the scripture, so I, I'm just going to tell you. I have to, I'll have to paraphrase it. Pra- paraphrase it. But he said, "When I was so someplace, such a place, somebody did me harm, but the Lord will repay him." Is that seeking vengeance in a strange way? Uh, yes, it, it is. Um, I don't it remember is, exactly oh, where it's oh. found. It's near one of the end of his letters. Uh, but he talked yeah. about the silversmith that did him harm and he was warning others. Um, and he he did not take, and he probably couldn't, but he knew that God was in control. Uh-huh. So yes, that's uh-huh. leaving that up to the Lord. Thank you for, for bringing that uh-huh. up. So uh-huh. be perfect. So I thought you were going to read, I thought you were going to talk about the other scripture from Philippians 3. Not that I have already what, attained this. Not that I've already attained this, but I do what? Press toward the mark. And what what kind of calling is it? It's a high calling. High calling. It's a high calling. So the standard is high, but we are pressing Mm -hmm. toward that because Paul, Mm -hmm. as an apostle, still said, not that I have already attained that. So we are being perfected. A, we already mentioned mm-hmm. through the word, but I do not want to overlook his presence in us through the Holy Spirit that is revealing mm-hmm. his truth in us, calling all those things back to our remembrance. And let me just stop there for a moment. Sometimes we, <laughs> we remember after the fact and we say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I, sh- I should have taken, but that's okay. At least it's back to your remembrance, and that's part of your memory banks. And so maybe next time uh, you won't respond in the same way, and you'll catch yourself sooner. So I mean that's that's okay, but you're being perfected. He's bringing all things back to your remembrance, not for you to feel guilty and shame, uh, but for you to be perfected and growing more in the Lord, because that's what He desires of us. He is merciful, gracious. He wants us to be perfected. And what's what is the standard of that perfection? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Thank you. So you don't have to. Uh, I mean, we we know we have examples of believers. But that's not the standard. And that's what he's talking about earlier. Remember, I read Matthew 5.20. It's not about Mm -hmm. trying to be like the scribes, the Pharisees, and I would even say for us, the super saints. That's not who we're trying to emulate, whoever those super saints are or think they are. Um, Mm -hmm. Our standard is the Lord, and that's where our focus is. Our focus is on the Lord, and we're being perfected. It is, uh, I'll use the the term, that's part of the sanctification process or the growing process, becoming more and more made into his image. The more and more we're made into his image, the less and less uh, we will respond the way that we would would normally respond in and of ourselves. So uh, you you know I have a, a song for this. (laughs) <laughs> to hear it mm. there we go my hope is built mm. on, nothing, on nothing less, less. than Jesus, Jesus blood, blood and righteousness mm. I dare not trust 
the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. So as we're wholly leaning on his name, it's his righteousness, not the stuff that we do. And we can try hard in the flesh, but we're going to fail. It's through the righteousness of Christ that we are being perfected. And when we do Mm -hmm. fall short, we have the best defense attorney around. And he Mm -hmm. restores us into a relationship. He's our advocate. Um, And he just reminds the Lord, "I, I, I paid the price that he can be or she can be in relationship with you. Final chorus. It's a praise song. He is all my righteousness. I stand, what? Complete in him and worship. That complete again is maturity, growing, being equipped. And you know what? This is only chapter five which is the first chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. And we have gone through a whole lot. There will be, (laughs) thank you, there's more growing. And so we are being perfected all to the glory of God so that we can, uh, and we'll get to this in chapter six, that he will be glorified and that his kingdom would come. And that's our continued prayer, amen? So we're going to continue uh, next week will be chapter six. I believe it's verses one through 13. You'll see an announcement um, in the newsletter. Um, So chapter six, verses one through six, I'm sorry, one through 13, I believe. And that will be inclusive of the Lord's prayer. Um, So that will be our um, discussion for our starting point on next week. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer. And uh, I will I will close in prayer today. Um, but if there are any prayer requests um, that we want to lift up um, before the Lord uh, as we close tonight. I I would ask that we continue to um, pray for the chairman of our deacon board and his family. Amen. Thank you. And pray pray for Denise Knight. Thank you. Amen. As as well as other names on the prayer list, uh, including JB, though his name is not on the prayer list. Amen. Uh, And those, those names that are unwritten. Yeah. Yes. Let's pray for our nation, President, that the Republican Democrat will come together. Amen. Mm. For our school system, that they will open up their hearts and minds, knowing that the students need masks. Yeah, continue to pay for, pray for our Pastor Dalton and his family and Christian Faith Baptist Church corporately as we continue to do God's will and do his work. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. We pray also for those that have continued to be uh, struggling through Hurricane Ida and its impact. Um, there are still people not only in the U.S., but other places that are, are still recovering. Uh, we pray for also for those who are um, recently returned to Haiti. There's a whole lot going on in our world. And I think um, uh, Deacon Farrell mentioned that we're going we're gonna to pray for our world, but you know, some specific things that we have to keep in mind of that there are struggling people, and that's just what is being reported. Uh, we pray for our, our believers around the world that are being persecuted for righteousness sake. Uh, we read the scriptures about it, but there are literally people, um, and I would say believers around the world that are being persecuted for righteousness sake. And so we pray for the persecuted church as well. 
Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we delight in you and thank you for this opportunity to join together uh, earlier. We joined together in prayer and now, Lord, we join together in this uh, Bible study. Um, continue to allow it to perfect us. Um, Lord, we, you know, we fall short, but thank you, Lord, for your hand of mercy, the Holy Spirit, and our brothers and sisters that lift us up and encourage us along the way. Father, you've heard the various requests of those that are sick and shut in, and in particular, we lift up to you the Anthony family, the Snipes family, uh, continue to bring healing to them. Lord, there's a, a, a list um, of those that are sick and sh shut in from our body as, or as well as um, those that we know of and as was stated, those that we don't even know uh, or fail to lift up, but Lord, you know. And so Father, we intercede on, on their behalf. Thank you, Lord, for this loving body of believers, uh, Christian Faith Baptist Church, many who have reached out or prayed or supported or cried with. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that uh, we can have that love one for another. So I thank you for Christian Faith Baptist Church. Father, uh, I thank you, Lord, for your hand of mercy on, or, and also comfort for those who continue to grieve, um, provide for the needs of others who have been victims of hurricanes. Father, for those, have mercy on those who are um, challenged with immigration and all the things, uh, political upheaval, um, our, the persecuted church, so many, Lord, things that we lift up before you that you may be glorified. Lord, prick our hearts. And if there's an area of need and ministry that you're laying on our heart, Lord, help us to respond uh, in kind. The burden you've placed on us, God. Um, we don't cast it aside, but we will respond to say yes to your will and yes to your way. Now be with us as we uh, continue through this evening. And again, may your word dwell richly in us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless everyone and have a wonderful evening. God bless you. Good night. 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 Good night.